This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies Grand Final Week, Day 3. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And joining us uh, for this South-centric uh, podcast, we have uh, Sydney Morrow Herald sports writer and Mad Bunnies fan, Phil Lutton. Welcome. Well, hello, Jets. Thanks for having me. No worries. So Phil obviously was on in the preseason. We did the preview pod for South. So many um, complaints. <laughs> Uh, so, Phil, you guys- um, of all the things that we said in the preseason that we were right about, what do you think we were the most right about? Well, I think we were both right. Let's go through the list, Matt. I think yeah. we were both right that most of the new rules are terrible. I Correct. think we got most of that right. And I just recall saying, I reckon South is going to win the comp. And mm, I reckon I also we're going to get that right, too. Hmm. I, I think that that has a pretty good chance of happening, given that we're in a grand final. Um, we also said there were no weaknesses, and there aren't. So, yeah, feeling Can't good. Too many. No. no. <laughs> but, um. All right. We'll stop congratulating ourselves and, and and actually run a serious look back over this over this season that was. Um, Mitch, you and I looked at some stats today, and it's actually pretty surprising. We didn't really notice this until today. That pretty much from the moment they got pumped by the Panthers in Dubbo until now. Statistically, Souths have been the best team in the comp, and I just don't think anyone really realized that. Yeah, we kind of missed it with, you know, the, how good the Storm were for a long time, but it seems in a lot of, not even key statistics, just basic statistics towards the end of the season, Souths overtook everybody in that, that back end. But one guy mentioned to me today, like he'd heard, oh, that uh, Souths, you know, the best in points scored and best in points conceded since round 12, which is when the Dickie and Dubbo was in round 11. And yeah, they've scored the most points since then. Uh, well, sorry, most points per game. Seagulls have them by points, by 11 points, but they obviously played an extra game. They have conceded the third least points per game, had the best points difference and the best points per difference per game since then, have the best tries per game since then, third least tries per game. Like, they have the most line breaks in that period. They have the most time possession and the most... They have 55% possession since round 12. That's ridiculous. They have the most territory the most meters, the most average run meters, the most post-contact meters. Uh, they are third, uh, they've had the third fewest meters conceded. Like they are like, obviously we know Souths have been good, but I think as you said, it kind of slipped through that they'd been on paper that dominant in that period. We all spent all that time talking about the Storm, Panthers, and then also Manly making this charge. We just ignored that Souths had been making one as well after they got thumped by Mel- uh, Melbourne and and Penrith, but yeah, they even had like the conceded the second fewest line breaks, have the most line breaks, most line breaks. You see everything pretty much. Yeah. If you look at a, a ranking chart, you see Rabbitohs up there, and yeah, pa- Penrith up there sometimes, not always up there. Yeah. Great memory. Really That's good. terrific, mate. Just off the top of your head, like stuff. I'm yeah. So impressed. They're yeah. not in front of me at all. Just right off the top of the dome. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, just a couple of things on that. So I missed a little bit of the year at the Olympics, but. We're all, aren't we sheep, honestly? Aren't we sheep just to go? It's a two-horse race. And I've been thinking about that this week and the last couple of weeks. We all should have been a bit smarter than that, shouldn't we? Just to go, only two teams can win the comp because having dealt with South a bit now through the finals, I can tell you two things. They always thought they could win. And the other thing is something seismic happened after that second loss in May. So they had the big loss to Melbourne. They had a win over the Sharks. Then they had a big loss to Penrith. 
I've been asking Wayne Bennett about it. He's sort of in this, I could tell you, but I have to kill you sort of mode. So I found out dealing with Wayne over the years, if he doesn't want to talk about it for real, it's probably pretty important. So something fundamentally shifted inside that football club after that second loss to Penrith. I think they went on a 10-game tear after that. And it's easy to say they just decided to tackle, but it's more than that. Something big changed inside the Rabbitohs. So, so I have a scoop there. They actually read Scott Bailey's Twitter and were like, fuck this tweet. I'm sick of seeing this stupid tweet. Hey, don't, don't even joke about that. Benji Marshall said to me the other night, he said, well, you know, I said, can you win the grand final? He goes, no, well, we can't win because you guys told yeah. us, you know, 50 points, game over. I have That's a, I have a, I have a workaround. I have a, I have a workaround for that, which I realized today. So as long as you score fifty more times than you concede fifty, you're sweet. So Souths have conceded yeah. fifty twice, but they've scored fifty three times, so they're fine. But, they're yeah. clear. But back to that two horse racing, though, Phil. I, like I totally agree with it, and I've almost been embarrassed myself locking in because so many years I refuse to lock in on it being like a one or two horse race. Like always, like there's five or six teams that can win it, or four teams, or rugby league's unpredictable. We got stuck in this cycle though with these new rules. I at least did. So many favourites are winning so easily for so long that I was just like, well, fuck, how could anyone beat the Storm or Penrith? Because they can't. Like, how, how could they? And But we've got to this period. The rules have calmed down a little. The teams have adapted. You know, Penrith and Storm aren't playing as well as they were. And, and yeah, it's it was way more than a two-horse race once the like, first week of the finals kicked off. I mean, South won the first fucking game, but it definitely we did. I think we all fucked up. <laughs> like, pretty, we all made a mistake. We all were like, oh, it's just these two guys. And yeah, even last week, we, I went into last week thinking Penrith were dead. They, they had no chance of so the storm. And they controlled that game for 80 minutes. So we should all be embarrassed. Well, yeah. Phil, Storm were terrible though, weren't they? Like I was really surprised how poor they were. Um, mm. And I'm, I just, uh, it's been a couple of performances like that through the finals. I mean, the Roosters, to be fair, had their C-grade team. They were very poor against Manly. Manly then in turn were poor against South. And I thought Melbourne were really poor. I just don't know if there's two teams that have come together in this whole final series that have been right at the top of their game, probably mm. the best game has been the Roosters and the Titans, I feel like, yeah. in, the, in yeah. the first week of the finals. You know, two teams that really had a crack. Yeah, so Phil, you're up there, obviously. Um, we've talked the last couple of days, and you know, I've been on the media day Zooms and stuff, but obviously you get much more of a feel being there in person. It does seem to us, and we've talked about this on Monday and Tuesday already, that the, the South squad and Wayne Bennett are just sort of saying all the right things and they're projecting this attitude that sort of makes you more confident that they think and that they know they're going to win this game on Sunday. I don't know what if you've picked up on that. Well, yeah, a couple of points on that, Matt. Uh, yeah, I mean, A, they've been happy to fly under the radar the last couple of months. I really have. They've been absolutely content with that tag. Like Mitch was saying, let's all talk about everyone else. And that's Wayne Bennett 101. Like he would, mm. he's loving that. And but if you look around their squad, you know, they can just look around the room and see guys who can win matches for them. They're really confident. And they're confident because tell me a coach in the history of rugby league you'd rather oh, have in your corner this week, right, than Wayne Bennett. Now, with so much written and talked about Wayne Bennett over the years, we don't need to sort of embellish on that. But what he does is just give them this calmness, this sense of purpose, this sense of you are doing this. Mark Nichols, you are the most important part of South. If you don't do this, the whole team falls apart and he makes every single player believe that. And um, I, I think 
I think they're going to win. I honestly think they're going to win. I mean, and the South fan in me hates that because I was even too scared to write the top of my match report the other night in case they lost because then I wrote it and then Manly scored twice. I'm like, fuck, look what I've done now. <laughs> but, yeah, Wayne but, Bennett teams, but, when they're doing well, mate, they carry that air of confidence and self-belief that not many other teams do. Hey, you just I felt it after the game this week and the press conferences the last couple of weeks. It's like they all seem calm in control and they know the job isn't done. Like they feel like a team ready to win a premiership. It sounds like a dumb thing to say, but they feel yeah. like they're in the right mental space for that. And um, it's unfortunate that he's moving on again, but yeah, there's just no, there's no better coach that you, for a campaign, you know, if you're setting up a team for a year or something, or you want, we want someone to get a team prepared to, to achieve their best weight. No one's better than Wayne at doing that. He's proven it time and time again, that he can get a, a group of men to meet yeah. their ceiling underneath him. And yeah. to me, the attitude difference, I think, is something that can't really be underplayed. And we briefly talked about it yesterday on the Panthers podcast, but I think we can talk about it more today because it is, it is something that I think is more of a positive for the Rabbitohs than the Panthers in this case. I talked to Alex Johnson yesterday, and he was basically like, after we won that prelim, I was grabbing some of the boys who haven't been to a grand final before and calming them down and saying, the job's not done. There's another game to come. Tom Burgess was saying similar things. He was saying, no one remembers the second place team. I making it's fine, but winning it's all that matters, blah, blah, blah. Whereas you look over at Penrith and the way they were celebrating, not only winning that game against Melbourne, but the tries they scored as well. It seemed like it was just this huge victory for them. And I just feel like of the two teams, South's mental preparation and their physical preparation, given they had a week off and they had a much easier preliminary final, I think all of that is going in their favour. Yeah, I agree, Matt. And I'll, I'll tell you, I wrote a story today for the Herald, actually, about a little bit about that, talking to Dane Gagai, who, again, just the most heart and soul guy you would ever see on a football team. Some of those, I was looking today, I think in that Penrith game, he had 10 carries for 69 metres. And on paper, that looks like a terrible game of footy. But some of those were multiple carries, right, when no one else wants to touch the footy. And that's what he does for South. But he was saying today, they did the team photo with the fake Premiership Cup, The you know, they bring it up. Oh, and none of them wanted to touch it. They're like, don't touch it. We want the real one. No, no one touched that trophy. That's not, you know, let's earn the real one. And that, to me, a really good insight into where, they're, where their head's at. Um, they're, they're calm. They're pretty collected. They're really healthy. I think Reynolds is going to be fine. And so just I. quietly, how good a signing has Benji Marshall been for South this year? Yeah. I mean, what a guy to have up your sleeve in a game like this if your halfback's a bit cooked. I've said it on Monday and Tuesday, and I'll say it again. If you're neutrally not supporting Benji Marshall, you are a terrorist. So, <laughs> Phil, this is something that Mitch and I talked about earlier today. I want to get your thoughts. So we both kind of agreed that we maybe didn't overrate the importance of Latrell Mitchell, but we perhaps underrated how adequate Blake Taff has been as a replacement. Yeah, and what I think's happened is um, it's not a like-for-like, like, is it? So Taff yeah. gives them a completely different look. He gives them... Uh, uh, I mean, Luttrell's such a powerhouse runner. You know what Luttrell's like. If he's chiming into that back line five metres out, he ain't passing the football. You know, he's going to get over the line. We've already seen what Blake Taft can do when he gets in the back line. He's got a really lovely passing game. Of course, he's a half by trade. So it just this gives them, in attack, a lot more shape and a little just a, a really different look. And I think that's a little bit – that's been an adjustment for other teams as well. Mm. So in – all he has to do is catch his kicks, right? He doesn't have to be Carmichael Hunt making bonsai charges from the back. He needs to catch his kicks, make his metres, and then Souths are great getting out of yardage. God, mm. look at Dan, I mean, Dan Gagai, Campbell Graham, 
They work really, really hard. He doesn't have that on him. Um, he just needs to catch his kicks this weekend. Yeah, you mentioned that. And that's a, in the stats that Mitch ran through before, because we looked at them on paper. The one that jumped out at me more than any other was the post-contact meters. And South's post-contact meters per game, the gap between them and Parramatta in second was the same as Parramatta in second and the Cowboys in 14th. Yeah. That's how much better they've been than everybody else at those hard effort runs. And I think that that could be a huge factor this weekend. Yeah, and they've really improved that over the last couple of years too, because we used to speak about South, and used to worry, we talk Bungard about their yardage. And they still don't get a lot of yardage out of Johnson and Paulo against other wingers, but Phil nailed it there. It's like Gagai and Graham really picked that slack up. Like they, they're you know one of the only center pairings that do a lot of tackle one hit ups. They're back yeah. there, tackle one and work hard. Wins your games. I honestly believe it. I believe it's such an important part of the game now. And if you look at mm-hmm. the advantages teams seek to get rolling and get moving, and the risks other teams will take to try and halt that momentum in terms of literally infringing deliberately on six agains or offside, you know, that is just such getting your sets rolling is just massive. And late in games when teams are tired and lazy to have the guys like Campbell Graham and Gagai, sometimes Gagai's taking multiple runs in sets. You know what I mean? Like he'll take a run, hand it to someone else do it and he'll just do it again. And then you've got guys like Cameron Murray to come back and work hard through the middle for you. What a superstar that bloke is. How he didn't get Dally in lock of the year. Mate, I need to scrap it. He's I the need... best. He's the best <laughs> he was the best this year. I literally, because I didn't watch the Dally M's, I literally was interviewing him and was about to ask a question about um, winning the lock of the year. And then I realized, wait, did he win the lock of the year? And then I quickly Googled it and he didn't. And I was like, oh, shit. Good thing I didn't ask that question. Well, because, that's yeah, no I... disrespect to Yo. Because no, he's, he's a really great good, player. But... He's a great player and a key part of the yeah. way Penrith operate. But if you look, I did a piece with Cameron Murray the other week. If you had to design a middle forward for the modern game, yeah. like it's Cameron, it looks like it looks a lot like Cameron Murray. Yeah. And there, that's, the, I think, probably the biggest transformation for them since the first half of this season has just been, I think Wayne's just absolutely nailing those middle rotations and Jaden Sue is playing a little bit better on the edge now. So you don't have to fuck around with having Cameron Murray out there and things like that, which has just been better for everyone. And the way that Nichols starts and then Tommy comes on, I think they've just got it. It's just all working at the moment. I think Mark Nichols has been a fabulous story for South this year. Yeah. I mean, this is a, he's rugby league bread and butter, this guy. He's a genuine journeyman, isn't he? Mark Nichols. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, 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 he 30 was, first grade games in five years before he came to South. Yeah, you know, and he, he, didn't, he didn't even work, to give us some context, he didn't even work at Melbourne, you know, this guy. So how's he, you know, and, he, and he's just, uh, he's just blossomed in this fabulous front rower. I love what he's doing for South at the moment. And, and just when Wayne gives these guys confidence, it's incredible what they can do. Yeah. 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 And, Often there's one of those guys in like a premiership winning team. There's that one or two dudes who are like, you know, on the bench or in Mark Nichols case, starting, but playing bench like minutes who are like, they had that year, you know, yeah. that was their year. They, he somehow averaging over a hundred meters a game, whatever, they had that year for him. And that's his year. But like in 10 years time, you remember back, you're like, fuck, remember that year Mark Nichols was really good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, South the cops. like, that's weird. But yeah, he's having that year now, but he's put it together like week to week to week, which is the impressive thing. Like they've, put more on his plate as the season's gone and he's taken that on well. And then what Bungard mentioned then, it's like forward, like rotating your bench well as a fan, when it goes well, you don't notice. It's only yeah. when you have a coach who just keeps messing it up that you lose your mind. 
But yeah, Wayne's yeah. always been good at that rotation. So you don't really notice with South. It's working. So you're happy. The rotation's good. You're sweet. But other teams, like, I mean, when Seabold at South, it was terrible. Brisbane, it was terrible. You know, that's not there anymore. His South rotations were awful, but they're good now. Yeah, and Jai, like like um, Maddie said, the Jai Arrow having him come off the bench um, has been brilliant. Mm. He brings something really different from Cam Murray, but he just gives you a lot of punch. He, you know, he's, he gets under the skin of other teams. He brings a whole bunch of stuff. Jai Arrow, um, I really like what he's done for South. He, he's played well from the first game of the year to the last game of the year. He's been a terrific yeah. signing, and I reckon he uh, might get a premiership for these troubles. And he's accepted his role well too. Like, you know, he's gone from starting lock 60 plus minutes, getting great numbers at the Titans. And yes, he's been fairly paid, but a lot of players would come down to South and have the shits that they were benched. They're playing, you know, some weeks he plays 35 minutes. He doesn't care. No. Like, he's, yeah. he's done a, been a real good signing for South. Yeah. And, and there you go. Go, Matt. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, it's just, I think that the, the freshness of their forward pack and the, you look over at Penrith's forward pack runner and you've got a, a lot of guys who are banged up. And then you look, and obviously Pangai is missing the game completely. And then you've got guys like Lenyu who might have to take on a bigger role this weekend who have been playing like 10, literally 10 to 15 minutes a game in the last few weeks. And then you look over at South and you just realize, as Mitch said, that every single guy on that team, eight through 17, has accepted their role and they've been doing their role pretty much perfectly in this back half of the year. Yeah, there's something to be said for, I mean, it's the worst word as a sports show, consistency. It's such a boring word. You can never write a story about it, but <laughs> it makes massive difference, right? So South can roll into this grand final. They've got the, they've got a healthy team. They've got guys doing what they've been doing for ages now. They know what they need to do. And when things hit the fan, when shit hits the fan, it goes wrong, they can fall back on that. They know they can get back. They can reset and keep playing. And then we've got to talk about Cody Walker because – in this modern game with rushing defences, he's the circuit breaker to me. He's the guy that can undo that. And he is everything for South this weekend. If he plays half a game of footy, I think they can win. Yeah, he's fantastic. And it was just really great. I'm sure you agree. It was just nice to see both him and Damien Cook get that prelim final monkey off their backs. And I think that that will do the world of good for their confidence as well. Yeah, he's been – and he hasn't spoken this week, Cody, so he's been – you know, I get this feeling he's uh, he's apparently poking his head up later in the week. I just get the feeling he's he's ready for this, and I just like the I just like the way he's a bit of an old-fashioned footy player in terms of um, he's happy to take a little bit of a risk. And I think against the way teams rush up on edges now, I think early in games you've got to take some risks. Otherwise, you just cop that all night. And Souths are a little bit clunky against Manly. Yeah, once they got going, yeah. they were a little bit better, but. Look, I would not be surprised if really early in that match you see a third tackle kick, you see little things in behind, you see some angles on that side because they will want Penrith just not to be running up and belting Cody Walker all day. So he's the perfect guy for it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, you're up there. So is there any concern at all that the grand final is going to get moved? I think today was a good day. There's only one case. So yeah, it'll just depend fine. in coming days. It'll just literally depend on case numbers. Um, if it goes to Townsville, well, goes to Townsville. I, I honestly don't think South and Penrith, it, it, it'll, it'll worry the teams too much. You know, no. they're on an even keel there. But I hope it's a sun club after doing all the games in Townsville and Mackay. And no offence to Townsville. Gee, it was nice to be at a proper grown-up footy stadium <laughs> last weekend. For a final you know? as well, mate. For a final. Yeah. 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 It, felt, it, felt, 
it felt like it was back and it felt real. It felt like everything was on the line and, and that's, that's how it played out. Yeah. Um, is there anything that concerns you at all? Like we joked before about them having no weaknesses, but like, is there anything that jumps off the page? Reynolds groin aside. And even that I think is being overblown a little bit. He sounded fine when he was talking to reporters yesterday. Is there anything at all that concerns you? Uh, maybe just Paul Owen tough under high balls, you know, yep. I just think an early mistake in a grand final. Those are probably the two guys that worry me a little bit. I doubt they'll kick a lot to AJ's wing. Um, that's just that's just the worry for me. And just if they panic, like I don't think they will panic, but um, I knew Penrith would come out. I, I, I thought Penrith would have a really great start against Melbourne. Like I thought they got nothing to lose and they managed to keep it going. But... Uh, Penrith will come out hard. Souths just need to get in the grind, keep their head, and I think I think if that happens, um, they can get over the top of them. But I, I just think they, when they get their roll on and they shift out that left, they just they just execute real well. And again, we talk about AJ. I've talked about this all week. People go, oh, the guy just catches the ball and put it down. He's a part of that back. He's not the end of it, right? He's a key part of that. He he's you don't score that many tries by just hanging around on the wing. So I agree. You cannot sell can't sell him short at all. Yeah, you can't sell him short, Mitch. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I do. Um, I do think what Phil said there, like the Penrith, out of all the the good teams of the competition, how they start is more important to them than any of the other teams. Like they they rely so much on their their aggression, their line speed, their ability to pin teams down in Nathan's kicking game. Like so, that start is so important for them. And I do think, like what you said there, they're not going to kick straight to Blake Tarf. I think 100% for them is wind it back. They haven't done it much the last 12, 12 or so weeks. But, you know, they used to love kicking into that corridor between the winger and fullback where kick out yeah. was. They do their Jack and Jill thing. Yeah. I think that's on the menu early for, for Penrith as, as a way. That, like if they get that, you know, down your end, kicking at Paulo's where they should be going, not towards Tarf and, and Johnston. And that's yeah, why they I think... Love, Cleary loves that little half bomb, doesn't he? That little that's mini it. sort of... Mini bomb, he does it all the time, which is which is I find quite interesting because when you're a young footy player, they always say, you know, if you're near their line, you either put it high or put it on the ground. Don't sort of do it in between, but that's become a staple for them and a really really effective one of that. Yeah, it's it's and that's why I think the way Souths have been dominating field position against teams lately has been so important because when we played Penrith, Cleary wasn't getting into those. He wasn't getting the chance to kick a lot from like the South's 40 meter line or things like that. He was kicking further back where the two options were either put up a midfield bomb, which isn't going to get anywhere close to the goal line. And it's kind of not as big a threat or it was to kick long. They didn't really get a whole lot of opportunities to do those dangerous attacking kicks. Um, And if all goes to plan for South, they won't get them again. And I think that that is, is massively important. Yeah. I want to mention, by the way, Penrith have scored first in 15 games this year and won all 15 of those. Yeah. Like that, it is, worth, it is and, worth pointing out yeah. they had a they had a lead against Souths. They did have a lead against Souths in the first week of the finals, and Souths did win. It was only a two yeah. point lead, mind you, but they did have a lead at one point. Yeah, it's just that they're so good at like if they get on top early, yeah, it's just with the six agains and stuff. They just yeah, they slow, they and, take the yeah. pierce, they t- they get ahead. Yeah, but that's it. They're just really good, and that's generally where their points have come throughout the year. They're not really as crisp an attack as the other good teams are. But generally, they bludge in teams that they crack, and then they score a bunch of points. So. I don't think this one, I think this is going to be a low scoring grand final, which is funny after the year we've had, yeah. but it's it, that first 20 minutes is, is so important. It almost makes you think back to the storm roosters game. And when the, the grand final where the, where the roosters turned up 
and uh, blew the storm away with physicality. I think that's Penrith's hope in this game if they're, if they're going to win. But obviously, mm. South did that to the Panthers a few weeks ago, so who knows? Oh, but it feels, good, it feels good to go back to an attrition game. We feel like old rugby league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And I just hope, I just hope um, you know, we saw what happened in Melbourne the other night when you get two key middles out of, out of the game in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much game over then. You know, it's very, very, very hard, especially guys that contribute as much as Welsh and Smith. So I just hope both teams, I mean, I want South to win, but I do want both teams to finish with all their players. I want a, want a really fair, good game of footy, you know, because I think the way the game is now, when you lose those key guys, it just goes so fast. It's just impossible to compete through 80 minutes. God, South yeah. has scored the first try in 21 of their 26 uh, games. That's quite good. That's insane. Yeah. The Penrith who splits 15 and 12, so it's not as, as dominant. So, yeah, both hot starters, huh? Yeah, I just think that um, just the look, like the way Souths have blown teams off the park every week, pretty much, apart from against Penrith, where they still won. Look, I know it was only six points in the end, but Souths did butcher a couple of tries late in that game, and I feel like they very much deserve the win. It hasn't, they haven't really had a, they haven't really had to struggle for any of their wins lately. And yeah, they no, had the, 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 the game against Penrith, the 25-12 loss, but, you know, a lot of, they were very, very, very unlucky in that game, I thought. And it, I just think that, they're primed for something special on Sunday. Yeah, I feel like they'll be better. I think they'll be a bit sharper, a bit crisper than they were against Manly. They looked like a team that had the week off. You know, some of their, just like Reynolds missing passes to Walker. I mean, how often do you see that like throughout the year? But I feel like they'll be a bit better. Um, Penrith um, are a great team. Oh, they really are. I just, they are banged up. They are. Um, there's no doubt. Fisher Harris is banged up a bit. He's a big, big, big player for them. Um, so I think they know they need to get out of the blocks really, really fast. Um, South, you know, they just they, – they'll, they'll know that's coming. Like Wayne Bennett will know that's mm. coming. So they'll be ready for that. Um, and so you'll obviously be there. Um, Very jealous. It's, it's kind of – I'm extremely jealous as well, obviously. But I just want – like, how cool does it feel to be – not only in your home city, but somehow your team playing grand final in your home city. Like, that's just crazy. It's crazy. It's kind of weird because I've got to work, right? So I'm sort of trying yeah. to keep my professional <laughs> hat on this week. But, like, I'll tell you what, I'll have the 89 Swiss crisp jumper in the backpack, mate. Like, <laughs> as soon as I file that last story and get out of the stadium, if they win, I'll be on a very quick change and straight up to Caxton Street and celebrate. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> It'll be, yeah, but it'll be wonderful. It really will be wonderful. There's a lot of great storylines for South. Adam Reynolds leaving. You know, Gagai again, you know, what a great player he's been for South Sydney. You know, there's a lot of great stories. And, um, you know, the young guys, Kalama Tungi, what is, I mean, we talked about him, Matt, I think, in that first yeah, we that did. first podcast. What a, I mean, what a season he's had. You know, so many so many good stories for the Rabbits. And you've got you to do give some credit, too, to Latrell Mitchell. You know, like, he had his crazy, crazy game against the Roosters. He's stuck around and he's been a big factor for South behind the scenes. He could have gone home for Tyree, sat in the farm and watched it, you know? Yeah, that's that's true. I'm actually mildly surprised that he is there, but I'm very, very happy that he is. It still hurts oh, me a little bit. No, he'd be having a terrible week. He can it's, he can put a brave ass on all he wants. His week would be terrible this week. It's, it still hurts me a little bit that Nathan Merritt wasn't there in 2014. I don't know about you. But... Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. But look, I, did, I don't know if you probably didn't read. I did a piece on the trail for today's Herald. He's just been instrumental for South behind the scenes. He's been... Staying behind, he's been leading the opposing sort of 13. He's been working with Taft heavily. Um, I feel like 
his attitude has been a big factor for the Rabbitohs. I really do. Like the way he has just taken it on the chin, he screwed up. Uh, he's working hard to contribute. He's working hard to contribute. And they, they see that. And I think that's been quite big for them. Yeah, it's, it's great that he's up there. Um, there's one, obviously, one other funny story that we should talk about before we let you go. Um, a lot of people are getting really mad about the bell being back. <laughs> yes, they are. Mate, right. Oh, it's, it's kind of, is it, it's a bit like the Harker, maybe, you know, like an unfair advantage. I yeah. Should, oh, that's a good one. Harker. I've been focusing on the Viking clap. I should have been saying the Harker to people because, yeah, like, no one yeah. gives a shit about the Harker. Everyone thinks it's cool. Um, I do enjoy, I just enjoyed how angry it's making people, but I do love that Isaac Luke will be there and he'll get to be a small part of this. Yeah, it's fabulous. You know, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of theatre, you know. It's, uh, you know, Penrith don't have a bell. They, what do they have? A big sort of milk carton or something. If they like wanted that, to but... bring out Gus Gould for an origin style soliloquy on Channel 9 before the game about how it was Penrith time, I wouldn't give a shit. Who cares? No, it's, uh, it's just added theatre. What, what about you, Mitch? Ring the bell or not? Oh, ring the bell! I don't care. It's um, what if what if they bring out the the digital the panther growl? You know, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. That'll that'll even the kill. As you said, it's um, I didn't realize it was going to be a thing for every South Grand Final. Neither did on. I. I actually didn't know that either. But I like, thought it was no, a one-off. Yeah, but when they bought it out, so when Rusty bought it, and then they rung it when they came back into the comp, then they said they were going to only going to ring it for Grand Final. So I mean, hey, it's ah. rough. I mean, yeah, it's a bit of theatre, and yeah, it, the, if other clubs had things, they'd be allowed to do them as well. Viking Club have to, and yeah. most NRL teams haven't got a pre-match thing. And, and I'm sorry, but you know, 99% of rugby league fans will be watching this game on television, and yeah. one broadcast has Greg Alexander on it, and the other one has Phil Gould. I'd argue that that is slightly more intrusive than a bell that <laughs> rings for two seconds. Well, yeah, it's um, yeah, Gus loves he does love Penrith in the call, doesn't he? And and, and God bit. bless him, um, but. Which Let's is fine. We... I don't actually, for the record, I don't care. I didn't care that Fatty was on the game last week either. I, it doesn't matter. It's all fine. Like, who cares? It's just no, yeah. a waste of time to get mad about this stuff. Yeah, agree. agree. All right. So before, we, before you go, Phil, your official prediction for the game. Mate, I often see us by 14. I like it. Confident man. That's um, good. Yeah, good. Uh, so first try, Alex Johnson. Last try, Benji Marshall. <laughs> Sound good? Well, I'll tell you what, boys. Last week, I, I rarely bet on sport. Almost never. My brother texted me on the way to the game and he said, I'm going to put 10 bucks on Cody Walker first try into South 13 plus. How good. And I said, oh yeah, I might do the same. So <laughs> I reckon I'm going to, I reckon I might back that up again. Yeah, that was, that actually got put out in our discord before the game and a few people got on and I unfortunately didn't. I just didn't bet on the game. I don't usually bet on yeah. South games. Me so. neither. Hey, one question for you actually, Phil. Do you think there's any chance anyone outside of what it's Cleary, Walker, Reynolds, Cameron maybe Murray. Cook, Murray. Like that's like the people who can win the Clive Churchill. Hey, like they're not, like pretty much no one on Penrith, but Cleary's going to get it, in my opinion, anyway. Well, yeah, I I probably agree with that. Um, for South, yeah, 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 I can't see it going to any anyone outside the the, the big the big ticket items this week. Yeah, like tough four try assists. You might, you never know. You never know. <laughs> it'd be yeah. a nice story at least. Maybe Benji will get it after his stellar six minutes on the field. I don't know. Well, he might play. He might play um, seventy-nine minutes. Yeah, him. maybe. Yep. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Um, before we get out of here, um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. Go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Going to support the lads. Um, and a thank you to Chris Avnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, 
Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Don Keydick, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomer 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hurdy, and Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. To everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens, thank you as well. Phil, which of those names was your favourite? Was it Donkey Dick or <laughs> My Ding Dong is Hard and I Am Sad? And I was just impressed Tom Hardy's listening. I'm a big fan of his. So yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> into the show. I mate, just him and Rusty, I'm assuming, have worked together on some project. And, and oh, sure somehow enough, somehow he's a Raiders fan, though. That's that's strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, well, Birmingham, Bob, so. Birmingham's, Birmingham's kind of like Canberra. They're both cold, dreary places. I'm sure the Peaky mm. Blinders would have run wild around the nation's capital if they had the chance. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find all of Phil's great work on uh, the Sydney Morning Herald. And he officially came back to Twitter today, Phil. Yeah, slight hiccup with Twitter. They locked me out for no apparent reason and then took about... Your, your uh, takes were too hot. That's it. Too yeah, hot. Yeah. And guess what? I did, I, weirdly enough, I didn't actually miss it that much. So I'll yeah. uh, back sparingly. Yeah, so that's Phil Lutton 78 if you want to follow him, and you should. Uh, Phil, thank you so much for coming on. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Say goodbye. Glory, glory to the Rabunnies, boys. And say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.